Today is the memorial of Saints Joachim and Anne, the parents of Mary, and the grandparents of Jesus. Now, we only start hearing about their names in the second century. So there are some people who say that perhaps those were not the actual names of Mary's parents, and maybe some of the details that have grown up are not quite correct. But the whole idea of Mary's parents have really captured the Christian imagination, and many people have great devotions to Anne and Joachim. To be a little flippant, one of the most famous things is that St. Anne is considered the patron saint for women who are looking for a partner. And so the prayer is sometimes said, St. Anne, St. Anne, find me a man as fast as you can. Today is also our first day with prophet number five of our six prophets in eight weeks tour. We're going to be looking at Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is a very, very important book in the Bible. Because Jeremiah, more than almost anybody else in the Old Testament, stands sort of as a hinge as things are changing in the, in the evolution of the Judeo-Christian understanding of God. Two things, for example, are early Judaism thinks of mostly about how God relates to kings and to nations as a whole. And by the end of the Old Testament, we have God relating more to each individual. Early in the Old Testament, we have God being understood as the powerful God among the many pagan gods. And by the end of the Old Testament, we have a much stricter monotheism of God being the only God. And so it is Jeremiah, more than anybody else, who stands where that shifts. And we'll be spending a fair amount of time with Jeremiah over the next few weeks. Prophecy in the Judeo-Christian tradition is very different than what we usually think of when we hear the word prophecy. Prophecy is usually about telling the future. But in the Judeo-Christian tradition, prophecy is not so much telling the future as speaking about God's truth. And the truth in Jeremiah's time was a terrible truth. It was a time of great disaster. Jerusalem and the temple were close to being destroyed. Jeremiah and the others could actually literally see the armies approaching and living through sieges. It was simply a matter of time before the kingdom of Judah and the city of Jerusalem would fall. And that makes Jeremiah one of the hardest books of the Bible to read. Back in 1998, I decided that I would read the entire Bible, starting at the beginning and working on through. And I was doing really well. It was very compelling. True, I did sort of skim through uh, the more dry books like Leviticus. But I was doing great until I got to Jeremiah. Because it is a very, very dark book. And I actually had to set the Bible down for about a year and a half before I was able to pick it up again, finish Jeremiah, and then finish the rest of the Bible. Jeremiah is harsh. Jeremiah himself complains that he doesn't want to speak for God. 
But somehow the word of God keeps burning inside him and he is compelled to speak. And in many ways, those who compiled the book of Jeremiah, they sent Jeremiah up as the new Moses. He preaches for 40 years, just as Moses was the leader of the people for 40 years. But the message is very different. Moses is offering a new hope. But Jeremiah's message includes some very dark stuff, war and destruction. And God prompts Jeremiah to take on some very countercultural acts. It would be very strange, it was very strange at the time, for someone to be celibate. But God told Jeremiah not to marry, which would have been absolutely unheard of in this culture. Also, God told Jeremiah not to console those who were mourning. But the book of Jeremiah isn't all about doom and gloom. There is also a message of hope. But it is a message that only rings true after acknowledging all the terrible things that are happening at the time. But before our time with Jeremiah is out in the next two and a half weeks, we will definitely hear some of the most beloved passages of the Old Testament, which are in Jeremiah as well. And so for today, the challenge once again is to ask, are we being prophetic in our time? A lot of times we claim that we feel called to be prophetic. But the question is, do we benefit from the message we proclaim? Or will we suffer from the message? If we are the beneficiaries of the message we proclaim, perhaps it is not a message of prophecy from the Holy Spirit.